0: Good morning for Tuesday, May 25th, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here is what's on the front page this morning. Oil hits home, spreading an arc of frustration. Hard times spur ideas for remaking the government, and the U.S. is said to order an expanded use of secret action. In today's business headlines, $15.5 billion deal for Madoff victims abroad, Job prospects improve a bit for college graduates, and review of nation's telecommunications laws is set. There will, of course, be more business stories, more national and world news, too, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Bob Herbert. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Oil Hits Home, Spreading Arc of Frustration. Written from Port Fouchon, Louisiana. For weeks, it was a disaster in abstraction, a threat floating somewhere out there. Not anymore. In the last week, the oil slick in the Gulf of Mexico has revealed itself to an angry and desperate public, smearing tourist beaches, washing onto the shorelines of sleepy coastal communities, and oozing into marshy bays that fishermen have worked for generations. It has even announced its arrival on the Louisiana coast with a fittingly ugly symbol— Brown pelicans, the state bird, died with crude. More than a month has passed since the Deepwater Horizon drilling rig blew up, spewing immeasurable quantities of oil into the Gulf of Mexico and frustrating all efforts to contain it. The billowing plume of undersea oil and water has thwarted the industry's well-controlled efforts and driven government officials to impotent rage. It has demonstrated the enduring laxity of federal regulation of offshore operations, and it has shown the government to be almost wholly at the mercy of BP, the company leasing the rig to provide the technology, personnel, and equipment to stop the bleeding well. Senators and administration officials visiting the southern Louisiana town of Galiano lashed out again at BP on Monday, saying they were beyond patience with the company. The day before, Interior Secretary Ken Salazar who early in the crisis vowed to keep the boot on the neck of BP, threatened to push the company out of the way. But on Monday, Salazar backed off, conceding to the reality that BP and the oil companies have access to the best technology to attack the well, a mile below the surface, even though that technology has proved so far to have fallen short of its one purpose. The government's role, he acknowledged, is largely supervisory, and the primary responsibility for the spill, for legal and practical reasons, remains with the company. The administration has done everything we can possibly do to make sure that we push BP to stop the spill and to contain the impact, Salazar said. We have also been very clear that there are areas where BP and the private sector are the ones who must continue to lead the efforts with government oversight, such as the deployment of private sector technology 5,000 feet below the ocean's surface to kill the well. Oil industry experts said they did not take seriously the sporadic threats by the administration, that the federal government might have to wrest management of the effort to plug the well from BP. The experts said that the Interior and Energy Departments do not have engineers with more experience in deepwater drilling than those who work for BP, and the array of companies that have been brought into the effort to stem the leak. It's worse than politics, said Larry Goldstein, a director of the Energy Policy Research Foundation, which is partly financed by the oil industry. They've had the authority from day one. If they could have handled the situation better, they would have already.